Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Clutch Pod. As always, I'm your host, AB. This is episode 37 of the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at clutch underscore pod. So, the 2019-2020 NBA season is finally over. It's the longest NBA season that we've had in history. Lasted literally a year. But yeah, we've finally been able to crown a champion. The Los Angeles Lakers win it in six um, what we're going to do this podcast, we're going to discuss the NBA finals and briefly touch on what could happen next season as well as some other NBA talk. But yeah, the Lakers winning six. LeBron James gets his finals MVP as well. His fourth championship, his fourth finals MVP. The first player to secure three championships on three different teams. What a legacy he is leaving on the game. Obviously, big up the Lakers. They showed the greatest mental toughness to make it through the bubble. I think they were there for like just under 100 days or maybe even up to 100 days. So that takes great mental toughness to be isolated from essentially the rest of the world and solely focusing on basketball 24-7. So big up them. At the beginning of the season, a lot of people were back in the Clippers to win and not the Lakers. Well, they pr- they've proven everyone wrong. LeBron James, I mean, yet again, he's proven everybody wrong by winning this championship. He did promise the Laker fans that when he did sign with them, that he would deliver a championship back to LA. And he has done that. He has held up on his promise, just like he did when he won a championship for Cleveland in 2016. So what does that tell you? When LeBron promises you something, you have to weigh that a lot because you know he means it. So yeah, it was a great, great um finals. I mean, the first two games were blasts, essentially. And then I know a lot of people thought that it was going to be like, it was not going to be a very entertaining finals because the Lakers raced to a 2-0 lead. But boy, those Miami Heat boys, they really battled back. I mean, Jimmy Butler, phew, what newfound respect he has got around the league. He battled so hard well they all done their thing um game three jimmy butler it will be spoken about for many many years to come i mean he battled 40 point triple double to um half the deficit for the miami heat 40 points 11 rebounds 13 assists 70 percent shooting he didn't even take a three-pointer so that's one of the all-time great performances especially in the finals for jimmy g buckets but um in the end it wasn't enough to lead the miami heat to a championship they did fall in six. So, obviously, this championship holds a lot of importance for the Lakers. I mean, when you look at their roster, you've got some vets in like Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard who another championship or a first championship really catapults their rankings in the all-time leaderboards, I believe. Especially Dwight Howard. I mean, he's got all the defensive awards known to man. Eight-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, I believe first team all defense so for him to pop his cv of a championship is really really great to see especially with it being his second time around on the lakers so especially um rajan rondo as well obviously he won a championship with the celtics in 2008 he's now won a championship with the lakers in 2020 he's only the second player to win a championship with both the boston celtics and the la lakers Obviously, they're both bitter rivals. They both now have 17 championships. So, yeah, big up Rajan Rondo. I think his Hall of Fame status has been catapulted as well. Four-time All-Star, a couple all-defensive nods, two championships. So, yeah, the way it's looking, he could be entered into the Hall of Fame after a very, very successful career. So, Anthony Davis, of course, you can't forget that. Multiple-time All-Star, multiple All-NBA first-team nods, and now he's got a championship 
and he joins the long line of Laker bigs to deliver a championship. You're talking about your Kareem's, your Shaq's, their man there. Like he, he's joined that group of um, Laker legends. So yeah, um, it's a great championship for the Lakers. LeBron James winning his finals MVP in the closeout game, two point triple double, fourteen boards, ten assists, and he's one of only um, a few select players to average 25 points 10 rebounds and five assists in a playoff series so you just we can't deny that we're actually witnessing greatness in lebron james a lot of people trying to downplay it and they use like the goat debate to downplay his achievements but whoever you think is the greatest of all time cannot disrespect this man because of what he has achieved in basketball so yeah um what i do want to say is i want to salute the miami heat i mean nobody really expected them to make it to the nba finals at the beginning of the season i think they were 75 to 1 but they battled hard i mean to beat the boston celtics in the conference finals to beat um reigning two-time mvp Giannis antetokounmpo in the second round and obviously to sweep the paces in four it's, it was a great great achievement like i said jimmy butler he's got newfound respect across the league i already had respect for him but boy i did not see this coming from him i mean what a fire he is tyler hero tyrone hero however you want to call him he bought out this playoffs he wasn't the greatest in the finals but you have to understand he was the youngest player to ever start a finals game at 20 years old and also he is still a rookie so although he did play well throughout most of the playoffs obviously in the finals his he did look a bit not shell-shocked but he did look like the occasion was too big for him in a few of the games but at the end of the day he tried as hard as he can i'm sure of that duncan robinson baby reddick lethal from beyond the arc he was he played really really well in the other games game one i know he had zero points it wasn't really working out for him but other than that, he really tried to, you know, make the most of his three-point threat. And he did get a lot of four-point plays, which were converted, especially when he had guys like Kyle Kuzma falling for his ball fix. But then again, Kyle Kuzma falls for anyone's ball fix. <laughs> the Miami Heat, I feel like this is just the beginning of them. It's a new era for them. You're Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I do feel like they will be back sometime soon. 2022 is going to be very, very interesting. I feel like if the, if Yanis is to leave Milwaukee and decline the Supermax offer, Miami will be the perfect place for him. I feel like that's the place where he can um, learn that winning mentality in the postseason anyway, because we all know in the regular season, the Bucks do get their wins. Even LeBron James, obviously he was slated for not um, winning the NBA championship in his first time in Cleveland, went to Miami, albeit he did team up with some All-Stars and Hall of Famers, but at the end of the day, that's where he really, really learned how to win. So, Yanis, obviously, we all know about his playoffs, his lack of success in the playoffs, I should say. So, maybe if he does go to Miami, obviously, that will be a place where he can find that winning mentality and take this team over the edge and possibly win a championship with them. But that's neither here or there because he could, at the end of the day, just sign the Supermax and do his thing with the Bucks. So that's just me speculating. I want to go um, break down the finals games. So game one, Lakers stormed off to a big lead. Um, they won by, what was it, by 18. Um, AD had a monster game, 34 points, 9 rebounds. LeBron James recorded a near triple-double. So, yeah, the Miami Heat, they didn't look good at all. As I said earlier, Duncan Robinson, he dropped donuts. <laughs> Duncan, 
Dunkin' Donuts, no points. Bam, obviously, he was coming off a little injury that he suffered in the conference finals against the Celtics. So he wasn't 100%. And obviously, that's when Goran Dragic went out with that um, foot injury. So, yeah, from there, it was looking long for the Miami Heat. I mean, a lot of people were saying, get the brooms out. Especially after game two, where they lost by 10, even though Jimmy Butler did register a double-double, 25 points and 13 assists. AD continued to dominate, 32 points, 14 rebounds. LeBron James, a near 33-point triple-double. So, yeah, at that point, a lot of people thought it was looking long for the Miami Heat and it wasn't really a great finals to watch in terms of competitiveness. But after that, like I said, game three, Jimmy Buckets put the team on his back. No Bam Adebayo, no Goran Dragic. He dropped a 40-point triple-double and the Miami Heat shocked the Lakers by making the series 2-1. So, yeah, um, Myers Leonard was in the starting lineup for that game. Kelly Olynyk had a kind of big game offensively anyway, knocking out a couple shots. Kelly Olynyk, he's not a bad player, man, on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he can knock down these shots from free, from mid-range. So he's a very good shooter, but on the defensive side of the ball, obviously that man is not <laughs> is not doing anything when Anthony Davis is backing him down or 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 when he's guarding AD. So boy, but yeah, um, two one. The Lakers came out game four. They knew what they had to do. They did not want to tie the series, especially when you had Jimmy Butler barking at LeBron James after the game, saying that you guys are in trouble. But yeah, they managed to win a close game game four they won by six lebron james put the team on his back 28 points 12 rebounds eight assists ad dropped 22 piece um bam adebayo did come back for that game he wasn't really effective i feel like bam wasn't 100 percent in these finals but he was just battling soldiering on but yeah jimmy butler dropped a near 22 point triple double in game four but it wasn't enough to see the Heat win. Game 5 now, the Lakers had an opportunity to close out this series. They wore their famous Mamba jerseys. At that time, they were undefeated in those jerseys, 4-0. So when I heard that they were wearing them, I thought that was it. Yep, the Lakers are going to close this one out. But Jimmy Bucket said nah. He said no. 35-point triple-double, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, 5 steals. Great efficiency as well. He battled back with the Miami Heat to bring the series to 3-2, even though LeBron James had, I think, Game 4 was his greatest performance. He dropped 40 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals. Um, he was just on fire. He also went 6-9 for nine from the 3-point line. He was shooting like it was KD out there. That's why I really wanted them to win that game. I know he wanted them to win that game as well because he put up what I think was his best finals game this series. Um, AD dropped 28 and 12. Obviously, it was this game where Danny Green missed that potential series winner. Um, that would have been a legendary moment. I mean, if he knocked down that shot at that time, I feel like the Lakers would have won and it just would have been a legendary, legendary moment. Obviously, they did end up winning the championship um, in the end, but at that time, it would have been crazy if he knocked that down. After he missed that shot, he did suffer a lot of abuse. I mean, and I feel like this is where, as a society, we are failing. I mean... Um, at the end of the day, it's just a sport. You can't be cussing man like that after they just miss a shot because it is a make or miss league. So um, people are wrong for that, man. Completely, completely wrong. Um, the Lakers did have a second opportunity to close out this series in game six and they did just that. LeBron James, 28-point triple-double. AD dropped 19 and 15. KCP, listen, 
that brother KCP, they need to put respect on his name, man. A lot of Lakers fans were clowning him like a couple seasons ago and even up to this season because sometimes he does have some bonehead plays where he'll miss like open layups or airball or free. But he really showed his value to the team these finals, knocking out big shots, big threes. Um, getting to the paint. I mean, he played really, really well. Big up KCP. Played great defense as well. So, yeah, he's a NBA champion now and he deserves it. Alex Caruso as well. I've got to show him love. Trust me, Alex Caruso, yeah, and KCP. In their roles, they're basically superstars. And listen to me closely when I say this. They are not NBA superstars. In their roles, yeah, as role players, they are superstar role players. I mean, they knock down their shots, they defend the perimeter really well, and a lot of people overlook them because they're not like the fanciest names on a, on a roster when you look through a team's roster. But KCP and Alex Caruso, they can be on my team all day long. I will not complain at all. They're just great, great role players, great team players as well. So big up them, man, man. But yeah, so the Lakers win in six. Um, another championship for the Lake Show. It's just... Very disappointing that the fans weren't there to, you know, celebrate. Because I know Laker fans will be going crazy. They won't be able to have a parade as well. Not right now, anyway. But, yeah. Um, I already spoke on the Miami Heat and what I think they can do next. But I do feel like they will be around to stay, most definitely. And, yeah, this was just a brief um, finals wrap-up. Before I do um, wrap it up, though, I just want to say I, you have to salute the NBA and Adam Silver, the commissioner, for organising this bubble. I mean, especially with what's still going on with this COVID pandemic and when you've got people that are not even taking it seriously, the fact that they were able to organise this and it works to perfection, it's really, really um, a great, great sight to see. And I feel like a lot of organisations, maybe even, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say governments because obviously it's still... I don't know, but a lot of people can take um, a leaf out of Adam Silver and the NBA's book for how they dealt with this situation. I mean, zero positive COVID tests. Everyone was on point. Only like a few hiccups, minor hiccups. Like when Rashawn Holmes went to order DoorDash at, like, in the opening weeks of the bubble. And obviously, Lou Williams' incident don't really count because it was outside of the bubble. And then you got the Daniel House incident. But yeah, other than that, everything worked to perfection. Big up all the um, bubble staff. I think there was like 6,500 of them I watched in a video. Um, so yeah, they all done amazing. Um, Adam Silver, big up him, man. They, they really done their thing with this bubble. It really, really worked to perfection. Uh, I'm sure the players enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah, it's a really, really great look for the NBA, especially when you consider that the, um, there was a boycott in the middle of it as well due to the Jacob Blake shooting in um kenosha wisconsin but they managed to navigate through that they managed to their social justice messages on the t-shirts like the campaign um in between games to um you know vote for um the upcoming elections so yeah the nba really really played a part in trying to change what society is like right now so i really applaud them for that man and you can tell it's genuine bruv these guys actually care it's not just for fashion or for image or because it's trending right now in the world so that's why I'm very, very like happy to even speak about the NBA and even like take it in. So yeah, um, briefly I just want to speak about next season. So obviously there's no NBA right now. Um, it's disappointing because I don't know what I'm gonna do in them late nights. <laughs> season Adam Silver did say it's probably most likely gonna start in January. So we've got a few months before the season does start. The draft should be soon. I read something that the draft combine is gonna be 
all online and that. I don't know how they're going to conduct interviews. Probably online as well. I'll have to look into that. And um, yeah, that's basically just what we're waiting for. The draft. See what the upcoming prospects are going to be looking like. Your Obi Toppins, your um, Lamelo Balls, James Wiseman, all them man there. See where they land. But yeah, as for next season, I'm just going to do a very, very early um, prediction. Well, not really in depth, just based on how this season ended. So I feel like the Lakers will be the team to beat next season based on the fact that obviously they still have what is the greatest player in the league to date in LeBron James and AD, another top five player. And also they're the reigning champions, so they carry around that championship swagger. I feel like the Lakers will be the team to beat. Obviously, the Clippers will have a point to prove. So will the Milwaukee Bucks. And I feel like the Boston Celtics will have a point to prove as well because I feel like they had a disappointing end to the season. Um, they narrowly edged past the Raptors in seven and they obviously lost to the Heat in the conference finals where um, I feel like most people were backing them to win it. So the Boston Celtics, I feel like we'll have a point to prove. Um, the Devil Nuggets will want to show that they're still big time and that the fact that they beat the Clippers and then lost in five in the conference finals was not a fluke. The Rockets will have a point to prove because of this whole small ball situation and this Harden and Russ connection, whether they can actually win a championship together and whether they can win a championship with their starting center being 6-5. And obviously, um, my Philadelphia 76ers will have a lot to prove. I'm going to speak on them later about their coaching hiring in Doc Rivers. So yeah, a lot of teams out there do have a lot to prove. Um, so it's going to be a big season next season. Whether or not they'll begin to let fans in, I would like to see. Um, I know they've started doing that small, small in the NFL. So I really like the N NBA to carry that on as well. Especially interesting to see what also happens in free agency. So before I wrap up this pod, as I said, it's just a short one recapping the NBA finals. Philadelphia 76ers, obviously, we got rid of Brett Brown lost in the playoffs in 4-2 the Boston Celtics. It looks like it looks like we're on track to hire Mac D'Antoni which never ever made sense to me from when I heard we were linked with him because he's going to he would have potentially gone from the smallest team to the league to the biggest team in the league and like the the Philadelphia 76 are the polar opposite of the Houston Rockets like in every every stretch of imagination. So I don't know how that would have worked out. Thank God it didn't because Doc Rivers got fired on a Monday and he was hired by the Sixers by the Friday. So, yeah, apparently, Alton Brand really wanted Ty Lue, the front office wanted Dan Tony, and Doc Rivers was their meeting point. My initial thoughts were I am happy with the appointment because, I mean, the Brett Brown era in Philadelphia, when we were trying to be competitive, wasn't really a success. I mean, that series in the 2017 season against the Boston Celtics, where we lost in five, where they didn't have Kyrie. feel like we could have done better then. And then, obviously, against the Raptors in game seven, we lost to that um, mad Kawhi shot. And then this year, so it hasn't been great. So I feel like a fresh voice would be imperative for us, especially when considering the development of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. What Doc Rivers brings us is a respectable voice in the locker room. I mean, Doc Rivers is one of those head coaches in the league that carry a certain amount of clout along with your um greg popovich and um, eric spolstra like these guys have been around the league for a long time championship caliber coaches they know what they're doing and they command the respect that maybe not certain coaches do carry around but yeah 
Also, we know Doc Rivers has been very vocal on social justice issues, which is um, a perfect fit for the Philadelphia 76ers. So with someone like Doc Rivers and you, obviously you've got your Tobias Harris and Matisse Thibault who are also on the forefront of these social justice issues, I feel like that aligns with um, what they're trying to do. That's outside of basketball anyway. And on the court, um, I mean, we all know Doc Rivers was the head coach of the Boston Celtics when they won that championship in 2008. Obviously, me hearing that being spoken of, it was uh, 12 years ago. 12 years ago was a long time. That was when he won his first and only championship as a head coach. So, albeit he did win a championship, but it was just so, so long ago. And you have the Hall of Famers in KG and Ray Allen. So, hopefully he does um, bring that championship mentality to Philly because I know we definitely, definitely need that. And we also need a culture change. And hopefully he can get the best out of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons because I want them to play together for as long as possible. I am not one of those who believe that one of them needs to be traded for the team to succeed. So yeah, basically, I'm just hoping that that can work out. If it does, then we're in for great things. If not, then boy, it's probably back to the drawing board. But yeah, as for next season, I'm not expecting us to do anything mad like win a championship. I'm not going to lie. I'm being realistic here. But I do think that... um. A prolonged playoff run. If we can get to the conference finals, maybe, and we can see like visual progress in the um, shooting of Ben Simmons and the um, stamina and also fitness of Joel Embiid, then I feel like we can do a lot. And also, we need to get rid of one of those contracts um, of either Tobias Harris or Al Horford, preferably Al Horford. So, yeah, that's it on the Sixers front. I don't want to turn it into a 76ers podcast because I like to just discuss the NBA in general. But I thought I'd just briefly touch on it since it is my team and I have a very big interest in them. So, yeah, that is episode 37 of the podcast. Just an NBA wrap-up. Obviously, in the Premier League, we'll be back soon after the international break. Um, no NBA till January, so maybe I'll wait a few weeks before I release that couple pods here and there when there's more information on like the draft and maybe the new coaching hirings obviously billy donovan's gone to the bulls and it looks like the houston rockets are poised to interview jeff van gundy and tyron lu so when that news comes out i'll probably drop a pod if not i'll be very active on my socials as i always am at twitter and instagram at clutch underscore pod if you're still listening on at this point much love and don't forget to follow me on the socials love Hey, oh, rainbow.